<laughs> oh, goodness. Wasn't that a blast? I sure do love listening to all my great friends on the Moonshot Network, making jokes and having fun and doing all kinds of things with each other. You know, I kind of wish I could listen to more of the Moonshot hosts that I love. And you know what else I wish? I wish I could watch them playing video games and doing all kinds of other goofy, fun things that are really cool. And you know what else I wish? I wish I could listen to them all day for three days in a row while donating to a good cause. Well, the good news is, you and I can do that. And we're going to be able to do it at the end of this month. That's right, starting Friday, May 26th, it's the Moon Carnival. Your favorite moonshot hosts and friends playing games, having fun, and raising money for Trans Lifeline. It's all happening on the Moon Carnival at twitch.tv slash moonshotnetwork this Memorial Day weekend, Friday, May 26th through Sunday, May 28th. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks I fail to solve an ARG, and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. Yeah, and this week we are talking about Monster Hunter Club. I'm so excited for Monster Hunter Club, Marn. Yeah, have you have you watched the host? I have not. It is it has been forever on my to watch list. Um, I hear it's incredible, but I need to check it out. This is I... the, the Stephanie Meyer uh, vampire movie, right? <laughs> I was about or to not, say. not I... vampires, the Parasite film. Yeah, I was about to say, I have seen that one. I have not seen uh, notable kaiju movie Bong Joon-ho's The Host. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's our next media analysis since we've both not seen it. We'll do, we'll do the Stephanie Meyer, The Host, and oh, God. the Bong Joon-ho host. I <laughs> go ahead. I saw uh the Stephanie Meyer one in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, I actually I've tricked you. I've never actually seen that one. I just uh I just know it exists and it's nope. very fun to pretend that people talking about good movies are in fact talking about Stephanie Meyer's the host. Don't watch it. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we get into questions, even I do want to ask. So, the host is a Korean movie, right? Yes. Is this a Korean ARG, or is this an Amer like for the American release, or what's the what's the deal here? So, I believe it was for the American release because the original trailhead was uh attached to the trailer and it was seen like by someone in america okay gotcha yeah everything you've sent me so far has been in english so i've just been i was yeah. uh just wondering where we were where we we're looking at all right um well before we get into talking about the host we do have a couple questions that came in uh this one came in first from a very handsome twitter user uh, at co-host sherms um he writes in and says, what's the scariest monster you think you'd be able to successfully hunt? Ooh. You know how every year you get headlines that are just like, 
4% of men in the U.S. think they could take a lion in a fist fight. Yeah. I, I, I want you, what's your, what do you think is your, like, I could probably take that about cryptids. Um, oh, I know exactly what it is, but I don't remember their name. Uh, the little guys that are just like walking pants, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the, from the security cam footage? Yeah. <laughs> Wrap a belt around those called? guys, call it a night. Oh, the, the Fresno night crawlers. Yeah, yeah. I, can take, I can take one of those. <laughs> I, I think I could take those guys down. I, I'm going to say it here first, folks. I'm not afraid of the Mothman. I think I could take a Mothman. I just need a giant butterfly net, and I'm good to go. Right? Oh my god, I was I was thinking about that, but I I don't think I would want to fight Mothman. I wouldn't want to, but I could take him. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I I also think I it might just be because I've watched too much Buffy the Vampire Slayer Slayer lately. I think I could take out a vampire. Interesting. I, well, I just feel like it's baked into me at this point. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I guess it depends if you're if you get like the jump on them or if they they've had time to prepare, you know. Uh, yeah, I think pure instinct would take over. I the the thing that I've learned is that uh, if a vampire attacks you, there will be a piece of furniture nearby that is very flimsy, and you can break over your leg to turn into a stake at a moment's notice. Um, <laughs> And I, you know what, I have a cross around my apartment somewhere that I'm sure I could find if a vampire ever attacked me in my home. So I think I'm safe. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think <laughs> I could take a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my thinking I could beat a, a lion in a fist fight. You know uh -huh. what, I'm going down with this ship. <laughs> I know my limits. I don't think that I could take a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> And then we got another question that came in here. This one's from Iris Persephone, who says, what's your favorite water-based cryptid? Ooh, I have an answer for this. Um, Good. That's why I asked. <laughs> uh, Maryland has its own sea monster cryptid called Chessie, uh, who is a sea monster who lives in the Chesapeake Bay. Is When you say you have your own cryptid, is that just Nessie but lives near me? Uh, yeah, it's, people have, like, sighted a creature in the bay, it was, like, probably a regular creature, but they said it was a sea monster, and, uh, now Chessie is, like, a mascot for cleaning up the bay. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. Too much, uh, oh, hold on. Is Chesapeake Bay where they tossed the tea in the Boston tea? No, because no. Boston is not the same as Baltimore. <laughs> Never mind, I'm walking things back. I'm glad I only got halfway through that question before realizing I was a dunce. Um, I'm I'm a sucker for just your classic the Kraken. I love I love any monster that has a the in the front of its name, and just oh you got a giant fish down there? Oh you got a big one? Hell yeah! yeah. It's Kraken time. I I also like a megalodon. They're pretty they're pretty good. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a megalodon. Have you watched the Meg? No, I haven't. It's really good. You should watch it. <laughs> I watched it on a flight to The Meg seems like a movie that's perfect for watching on a Oh airplane. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I watched it on on like my flight home from like studying abroad maybe. And um 
It's good. Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Gi- there's a giant shark. Like, what else do you want out of a movie? <laughs> uh, I think you mean there's a giant megalodon. Yes, there's a giant megalodon. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, now that we've both definitely said things that we can't take back about our monster fighting abilities, what do you say we get into the monster fighting, the monster hunter club? Yeah, let's do it. So... I found, I cannot find my way back to it. Hold on. Maybe I can't. Let me look in my Google history. I found last night while I was um, Googling stuff for this that the main guy who worked on this also worked on Art of the Heist. Ooh, okay. Argonaut sleeper favorite Art of the Heist. I cannot actually find the page that told me that, so maybe I I dreamed it. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he definitely has a Wikipedia page, and I was on it last night, and I no longer remember his name. <laughs> but that Perfect. is where I found I found that like flyer because uh, I like clicked through to his website, which has that on the front page. <laughs> Yeah, you you sent me an incredible flyer to start this off, which is uh, a flyer that says it's got monsters, beautiful girls, and a trail of mystery, danger, and deceit. What more do you need? www.monsterhunterclub.com. Then a picture of the host in the background. Which was apparently a actual flyer that they handed out during some comic con like there are incredible what a way to start this this game that exists in the world (laughs) i think this is like in the middle of the game too they just like did it i i love an arg that just like puts out flyers for itself it it's such a uh lo-fi way of advertising your online game that i i think i don't know that it works like conversion rate wise but i think it really does a good job of saying like hey here's the thing that's in the real world we've printed flyers to prove it it's great i love it um so yeah this uh the trailhead for this was uh much like the trailhead for the beast uh the trailer for the host came out uh and there was a url at the end for uh monsterhunterclub.com uh, which players very quickly uh, realized was registered to Magnolia Films, and they were like, ah, okay, this is like, this is an ARG, like, <laughs> or at least it's like an in-universe site that, like, the, the film company owns. Um, and there was, like, a bunch of content on it, like, some of it dated back all the way to 2005, um... Which the host came out in 2006, so it was like a year's worth of like backdated content. Um, and there, there was no like you couldn't like put in your email or anything. Um, like no, you put in your phone number. Uh, just like all of these blog entries, and you could also enter to win a limited edition Bigfoot toy. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, and the players are like okay like this doesn't really link out to anything it doesn't really seem like viral marketing so like maybe there's going to be more here eventually so like let's just keep an eye on it okay i Um, do want to say uh 
monsterhunterclub.com uh, is it is a dead website at this point um through google domains i have found it uh marn i'm glad that the patron drive has gone really well because this website goes for one thousand seven hundred dollars holy shit that's wild so uh so uh monster hunter club also had a forum uh and there were 70 plus people already quote-unquote registered on it okay um and so the players were like all right let's dig into the site let's check out the the forum let's let's do it like there seems to be characters that we can interact with here um Monster Hunter Club was run in in fiction by Derek, who is uh, a NYU student from Pittsburgh. Uh, and it was meant to be a website with a forum where people who liked cryptozoology could hang out together um, and like organize trips to like hunt for cryptids and talk about developments in cryptozoology. Uh, and some of the more recent posts on the forum indicated that uh, Derek had kind of started to leave the scene and like decided to get rid of all of his cryptid collectibles, but he had found he found that they had been stolen from him. I love having a main character who's like a slightly jaded cryptid guy who's <laughs> it's like really good. actually. Instead of being a like, I'm super excited to hunt cryptids, it's a guy that's like, this is kind of stupid. Maybe yeah. I, I think I'm getting out of this. I've set up a website to like sell off my fancy Bigfoot figurines. Yeah, so the the like the Bigfoot figurines that were being uh like raffled off were his and he just like wanted to give them away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, other NP, like recurring NPCs on the blog and in the forums were, uh, Matt, who is Derek's roommate, um, who, uh, his, his father died when he was young and he found evidence to suggest that his, his father and grandfather had been murdered after being involved in secret government projects. Damn, got shot by a Bigfoot? I guess. Uh, and he ran a a blog site called rainbowofdeath.com, uh, which was a running investigation of what had happened to his father and grandfather. And there was also um, Sun Yi, who is a film student at NYU, uh, where Derek and I think Matt also went. Uh, and she helps Derek create a series of videos on how to fake a cryptid uh, and was one of the few people that still came to the in-person Monster Hunter Club meetings. Okay. I do want to point out two things. Uh, one, rainbowofdeath.com currently goes for $1,600 a year. So Jesus slight, Christ. Slight discount over Monster Hunters Club. Uh, secondly, I do like that they are taking the swing of saying this is an actual club that meets in real life. Yeah, that's that's really fun. I like that a lot. I, I don't know if we're going to get to a point where you can like actually go to a, a meeting of the club, but I I don't know. It, I think that, like I was saying with the actual flyers in the real world, I think that grounds it in ways more than just I run a blog, you know? I Yeah, I agree. I hope that the players uh, get to go to a real meeting 
there's there's something grounding about having characters that could reasonably say like she was stupid hat that ted was wearing today yeah or at least the players uh in new york get to go yeah um sorry i was looking for the actual credits for this game i discovered something really funny uh the credits were uh used to be located at alternaterealitygame.com slash credits.html. Uh, <laughs> but uh, alternaterealitygame.com now redirects to Allison Smith's website. I was, thank you for telling me that. I was three-fourths of the way through typing it to see if that one went for 1500 <laughs> No, Allison Smith apparently owns alternaterealitygame.com, which is pretty good. But it also means I can't see the credits of this game, which is very sad. Uh, other NPCs on the forum were Cryptid Truth, uh, who's a new member of uh, the Monster Hunter Club, and alerted Derek to some videos that he'd put up on YouTube uh, of a strange thing in the water. Hell yeah, I hope it's a cryptid. <laughs> And uh, one of them still exists in the description says, I saw this a few times and finally managed to film the strange thing swimming in the stream. Others say they have seen them too. I don't know what it is, but they are very big. Do you know what this is? This is a very short clip. I'll try and upload a longer one soon. Okay. Uh, The next one was called The Thing in the Water. And said, I could not get as close to it this time because it kept swimming away. It still didn't seem scared of me. Just annoyed. Um, and these are just kind of like blurry videos of like something moving in like murky water that you can't see very well. Sure, Bigfoot videos, but for yeah, Nessie. just like eh, maybe that's a fish. Who knows? Um, <laughs> the last <laughs> important NPC was Amy, uh, who was Derek's ex-girlfriend, uh, who is now dating a body artist and ran his website enhanceyourself.org love getting the messiness of an x in the game (laughs) this uh this website uh the outline that we're using which is the wonder weasels one says derek seems to be a bit hung up on her (laughs) (laughs) i got good news enhanceyourself.org is just 12 bucks a year nobody gives a shit Enhanceyourself.com costs twenty five hundred dollars though. Oh my god. I bet that's why it's enhanceyourself.org. This dude's a body painter. He does not have URL money. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> that's pretty good realism though. Uh so Matt, uh Derek's roommate, the one who's who thinks that his his dad and grandfather were like killed by the government. Uh-huh. Uh was going through his mom's stuff at home uh, because his mom had just passed away over the Christmas holiday. And he found a certificate that had belonged to his grandfather uh, and posted it to the forum, posted a scan of it to the forum and said, hey, like, there is like a weird string of letters and numbers on the back of it. And I can't figure out what this means. Like, maybe someone else on the forum knows. And the players were able to figure out that uh, the certificate was uh, a unofficial certificate called the Domain of the Golden Dragon, uh, 
which was given to Navy personnel when uh, they crossed the international date line. But okay. the one that Mark had was uh, not actually filled out with the information of like when and where his uh, his grandfather had crossed the international date line. Um, and it had some like weird numbers and letters on the back. Uh, that were obviously a code because uh, a bunch of them were organized like in columns and had arrows, um, but the players couldn't figure out how to decode them yet. So they were like, okay, let's go to Matt's website and see if there's any clues there for us. Okay. Uh, they found out that uh, the site was dedicated to discovering the truth behind like the deaths of Matt's family. Uh, Matt's grandfather, John Wheeler, coined the term Rainbow of Death after he discovered that, quote, the top secret government project he was working on, in fact, had quite the opposite of its intended effect. <laughs> so he was like, shit, what's a good thing? Rainbows. That's the opposite <laughs> of death, so... Got it in one. Nailed it. I think that's our website. <laughs> and uh, they found a blog post from Matt that was like, okay, like, here's what I believed about, like, my family for the first uh, 21 years of my life. Like, my grandfather was a biologist. He specialized in animal biology. When he was 25, he was hired by a company called Terms Laboratories or termies, I guess, uh, laboratories where they, like, wanted him to develop vaccines uh, for diseases in third world countries. Uh, he also examined, like, the healing properties of honey and bee pollen, um, and the military picked him up to work on, uh, to, like, work on a naval base uh, to develop vaccines there. Uh, he was sent to Thailand after the Korean War to, like, lend his expertise to vaccine researchers. Um, but in 1967, he was in a plane delivering vaccines uh, to a town near the Cambodian border, and his plane went down. Uh, and he disappeared, and the other two people on his project team disappeared. Um, and, like, the military never said, like, what happened to the plane other than pilot error, quote-unquote. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, Matt said, like, I know that, like, my dad uh, was also a biologist, and he, like, studied at Termi's Laboratories to, like, for his master's, where his dad had worked, and he also got tapped by the military. Um... And he was, like, a part of an agency that was uh, planning uh, and implementing the decommissioning of old military bases throughout the world. Um, and, like, getting, like, safely recovering, um, like, unused barrels of chemicals that had been used in, like, chemical warfare in, like, Korea and Vietnam. Um, and, like, just getting them out without anybody dying. Um, but while he was traveling through, like, a tour of Southeast Asian military bases, uh, he failed to show up, like, he failed to report for a scheduled meeting and uh, ended up missing presumed dead uh, in Bangkok. 
and uh, and, an official investigation revealed no promising leads. And these are at the same time? These were like 20 years apart. So they both. Okay. Yeah, they both disappeared doing. Mi- ostensibly doing military work in Southeast Asia. Okay, and disappeared in a way that potentially led to dumping chemicals of some sort into the ocean. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, just writing that down. I'm sure that won't come back up. <laughs> um, and so this is this is what Matt like knew. This these are the facts. But after his mom passed away, he like started going through the papers in her house and realizing that like maybe things had been a little bit different. And so he was using the website to document um, the new facts that he was learning about his grandfather's life because he. Um, had found his grandfather's journal um, and was, like, scanning pages from it. I I love that this arc started as, like, hey, we're going to be talking about cryptids. First of all, my dead family. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so he had, like, his... Uh, his like grandfather's farewell letter or his his dad's farewell letter to his grandmother being like i'm going to i'm going overseas goodbye mom um and his grandfather's journal that had like poems that he'd written in it um and some journal entries just being like here's what i'm reading uh like here's what I'm up to right now, I'm waiting for my flight, and we're gonna do some really important work. Um, <laughs> but no one will know who I am or the good things that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like standard dead, gr- dead mysterious grandfather stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're normal. Yeah, you're uh, you're usual every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't even comment. My grandpa did the same thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and he was like working on like a mysterious project that he like didn't give a lot of details on, uh, and he was like going to this lab in Thailand with his team, and that was that was like all of the journal pages that were scanned so far. Yeah, making some kind of kaiju soup. Got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was also the Enhance Yourself uh, site, which was uh, the site of John and Amy. Uh, Derek's ex-girlfriend and her current boyfriend. Uh, John described himself as a body artist, mad scientist, and mutant. Cool. Is uh, this like the guy that uh, turned himself into a leopard or something? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. Okay. It says... So the, the outline says that, like, John's... Uh, body art was like he got an arfid chip uh inserted into his hand like tried to have a bluetooth device installed into his jaw and has a pda (laughs) implanted into his forearm i think i kind of want to get an embedded rfid chip that's like a thing right it it is a thing people do that yes it's like it is (laughs) it's one of the most cyberpunk things you can do in this current day and age yeah because to do it, you probably want to go to somebody that like knows how to, you know, actually cut a human uh-huh. body to do that. Yes. 
your best bet would be like a piercing or tattoo artist, but they're legally not allowed to do it in most states. So it's like <laughs> kind of a underground black market for RFID chipping yourself. Yeah. Like I, I know people have definitely done it. And like people sometimes get like tiny magnets implanted into them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know that that is definitely a body modification thing that like people can do. It's, it's interesting that, uh, this ARG was a little bit ahead of its time, though. Yeah, a little bit. No, oh, yeah, because this came out, what, 15 years ago? Is that when the host came out? Uh, 2006. So I was say, I'm about to look up the date and really age myself. Okay, about <laughs> 18, 15 to 18, somewhere in there. Yeah. But the most important thing on uh, John's website was a notification that he was missing. Okay. He's simply yeah. gone. Picked up by the tattoo artist feds. Oh, God. The tattoo police hired the Pinkertons to come pick him up. God. We can't get into that. But <laughs> Jesus Christ. The fucking Pinkertons, dude. <laughs> the literal actual Pinkertons. Oh, my God. Um. Oh, golly. Who would do that? Man, I just don't know. Maybe... Maybe some kind of fictional company? <laughs> You'd have to be pretty evil to work with the Pinkertons. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, Sun Yi had a MySpace page as well as being a member of the forums. Uh, her MySpace page was a Korean film fan, I believe. And uh, it talked about how she really liked Korean films. I like that canonically they're just like, hey, you should watch the host. Yeah. We've got a character who exists to say, have you heard of Bong Joon-ho? <laughs> yeah, literally. She also has like his other movies listed on, <laughs> on her MySpace page. <laughs> Look, Snowpiercer and Parasite are going to rule. It doesn't mean anything to you right now, but like, give it time. <laughs> You kids hear about memories of murder? <laughs> uh, she also had a blog on MySpace where uh, it was a mixture of like written posts, uh, audio posts, and vlogs. And uh, through this, it was revealed that she had a little bit of a crush on Derek, which is why she had joined the Monster Hunter Club in the first place. Um, and... Yeah, it was about, like, her living in New York uh, and, like, exploring the city, being at NYU, um, how she met uh, Matt and Derek because her uh, her roommate went out on a, or, like, went to a party with Matt um, and she met Derek, who was his roommate, and was like, whoa, this guy is really into cryptids and he has like a whole website. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign up for it so that I have an excuse to talk to him. <laughs> I, there's nothing more endearing to me in an ARG than making two characters, one of whom has a crush on the other one. Truly, it's one of those uh, two characters are married or engaged. I sleep. Uh -huh. Two characters have a one-sided crush on the other one. Real shit. I'm in, 100%. <laughs> Real shit. 
I do like signing up for your crush's like cryptid conspiracy theory forum to like have something to talk about. Uh, one of her movie entries, or sorry, one of her vlog entries was about seeing the movie The Host. Yeah, I was going to say, I, she's logging into her film MySpace page just being like, boy, I wish that my favorite film director, Bon Joon-ho, would just put out some kind of kaiju film. That yeah. would make it really easy to talk to my crush. She, yeah, she put out a blog entry that was like, wow, we went to the NYC Film Festival and we saw the host. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of crazy that they were like oh yeah the movie exists in the arg of the movie i'm i'm here for it I, i'm also I here like for that. it it's it's a big swing that yeah. they've made <laughs> <laughs> i like an arg just saying hey y'all seen the host it rules anyways back to our arc it's 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 way better than like I don't know, you get into an ARG and then uh, three months in, you're just like, oh, is this an ad for that movie I just saw a trailer for? Uh -huh. I think I think more ARG should actually uh, just exist in... <laughs> should just uh, exist in the same universe that, like, the film exists in. <laughs> they, should have they should have done that for I Love Bees. Just be like, Halo 2 is a video game <laughs> that, <laughs> that the present day characters play. Yeah, the in the future as we're talking about robots, all of them are just like, do you remember Halo 2, the uh -huh. revolutionary video game? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess, hold on, I was, I was confused by a date thing. So I think this arc actually was happening in 2007 because the US release of the host was in march 2007 okay okay so that makes it actually even more impressive that like the forum had post backdated like two years yeah that's really cool that is really cool um yeah because uh the most recent post on the myspace was january 2007 that was like hey like here is a, a movie screening of the host that i'm gonna go to and, like, you're all invited to watch the hosts with me. And I'm I'm working with Derek on a music video for his website. <laughs> uh, she also talked in a blog post about how uh, her parents were originally from Korea, but they moved to the U.S. when she was a kid. Um and also talked about how Derek's uh, beloved cryptid figures had been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been so down bad for a guy that you console him about his missing action figures? God. But it turned out that uh, whoever had stolen the cryptid paraphernalia had started mailing them to random ARG participants. <laughs> it's the perfect crime they'll never get you <laughs> so like someone got a yeti figurine someone got a bigfoot uh, a couple people got just like posters for the host 
Um, someone got a Dracula. Um, the <laughs> the pro- the owner and proprietor of WonderWeasels.org complained about not getting one, and then uh, the GMs <laughs> sent her a <laughs> a cryptid plushie. Hell yeah. Shit's very funny. <laughs> uh, and all of them came with a puzzle grid, um, and none of them repeated, so they were all, like, standalone puzzle grids. And everyone started posting in the forums, I was like, hey, Derek, people, like, someone is sending us your stolen items. <laughs> And Derek was like, well, you can keep them, I guess. Like, I'm not going to make you send them back to me. I I would admire the audacity of an ARG being like, send me my shit back. That would be really funny. Um, And he offered his opinion that the puzzle grids uh, were possibly Sudoku puzzles because they were in a 9x9 nine nine grid. Okay. Uh, he also updated his blog and talked a little bit about the uh, film screening for the host and also about the uh, Cryptid Truth videos of the weird thing in the water. Uh, and said, Cryptid Truth, if you come back and fill us in, I will buy you a dozen donuts of your choice. Even though I vowed long ago to not use donuts as an MHC marketing tool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he also talked about how Sun Yi was writing a film column for Twitch, apparently. Twitch which, existed? I guess, or it was it was not in its final form that it is now. It, it might have been just a magazine called Twitch. Oh yeah, Twitch. it's, it's twitchfilm.net. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I was gonna say, because that, even if it, did, it was around, it was probably just in TV back then, but even that feels a little early. Yeah. It is cool that they were like, hey, our fictional character is going to write like an actual film column. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Well, you get like, I don't know. I think that it's a really interesting way of just including like, hey, this is an ad for a movie. Uh, we're going to be doing some movie ad stuff in it, but we're tying it into mm-hmm. a character. Like, that's really cool. It works really well. It's really smart. That is really cool. Um. Matt, meanwhile, was scanning um, more entries from his grandfather's journal, uh, covering the first couple weeks of his time in Thailand, uh, which established that uh, there was a sniper outside their compound, um, and like the relationship between some of the doctors on the compound was getting strained. Uh, one of the doctors they were all referred to by initials so there was dr t and dr g uh, and dr g had declared himself to be like the boss of the operation which uh dr t was not excited about (laughs) (laughs) uh matt then because the players have requested it gave them a better scan of the golden dragon certificate and they realized that the puzzle on the back was a form of book cipher that took the text on the front of their certificate and uh, it told you the number of letters in each word you would use and then 
the names of the creatures in the first bit of the certificate. Because uh, the first bit of the certificate is uh, to all members of the armed forces, wherever you may be, and to all mermaids, sea serpents, whales, sharks, dolphins, eels, skates, suckers, crabs, lobsters, and other living things of the sea. <laughs> okay. Um, and so then you would arrange the names of the creatures into a numbered grid. Uh, and then the code block with the arrows and the numbers would tell you which row to start on and then which letter to go over to, uh, and then which direction to go in to find the final letter. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and the answer to the code was the Tin Man has disappeared into the rainbow. Okay. Is it which a good feels rainbow very... or a rainbow of death? Which feels very, like, secret military code to me. Yeah. <laughs> We're also activating a sleeper agent as this whole thing goes through. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Derek found out that uh, John was missing and immediately agreed to help Amy in any way he could. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which in this case was putting up a link to enhance yourself on his website. Okay. I like the love triangle that's slowly formulating here. Yeah, I I like this kind of character work. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a bit hard to do this kind of work in a post-MySpace world. I agree. Because yeah. my, MySpace, you got to have a, like... MySpace had personal and like it had you could comment directly on other people's stuff and on photos and stuff like that. But then also you could post your own like you had like a personal wall, but those didn't necessarily interact in the in the way that like on Twitter you can reply and you can tweet, but those are both the same feed. It didn't, it wasn't that way on MySpace. And I, I feel like I'm explaining MySpace to the youth, but like, I, that, I feel like that led to a level of like interperson. You could do interpersonal and personal at the same, in the same place without it feeling super contrived. Cause that was how yeah. people used MySpace. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's hard to do kind of like character stuff like this without like args that use MySpace and also args that have like, a custom website with a forum where like you could see the characters interacting. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Cuz I know like I I don't know how we know necessarily that um that she has a crush on that that Sunyi has a crush on Derek, but like my guess is that we see them interacting on the forum and also she's posting on her MySpace about I wish yeah. cryptid guy would like me. Mhm. Which is what you did on MySpace. It was a simpler time. It really was a simpler time. Let's all go back to MySpace when Twitter finally shuts down. Let's let's go back to MySpace. I'll start exists. new bands. <laughs> it it ex it, ex it exists. Asterisk. It's a completely <laughs> different website. They should bring Tom back to run Twitter. He's the only tech executive I trust. I agree. He's probably not done anything bad, right? Knock on the biggest plank of wood. Absolutely. I trust that man with my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Nobody DM us if we're Nobody wrong. Nobody DM me. <laughs> Unless he's like shoved a person into a wood chipper. <laughs> I would like to hear that actually, yes. We're contracted the Pinkertons. <laughs> Tom hired the Pinkertons to <laughs> kick out the other investors. All right, there's a love triangle developing, Martin. Yes. Uh, also, one old member of the forums also got one of Derek's uh, cryptid toys and made a post saying that he thought that maybe it was a Sudoku puzzle, which really seems that uh, the GMs were trying to beat the players over the head with something. <laughs> <laughs> And said, I started working on it, and I'm thinking the numbers are the important part. All the rest of the shit just looks like gibberish, except for one part that reads TV quiz. And why have pairs of numbers if you're not supposed to do something with them? Okay. Uh, Suni updated her MySpace with the uh, music video that she and Derek had made together, which is called Cryptid Love. I will include it in the show notes. I'm going to click play in three, two, one. It's like a stop motion video of a yeah. little toy soldiers. This is a legitimate song. Yeah! <laughs> not in any legend, not in any book. No mythology class that I ever took. From this, this song's days, great. I'm gonna include yeah, this. This, song. <laughs> this actually kind of rips. Yeah, we found our exit music this week. <laughs> Holy shit. You were the cryptid I flipped for. I wanna know who recorded this. So in the in the video there are a couple of uh like cut-ins with text that is mm -hmm. lyrics to the song but th it feels like a silent movie almost mm -hmm. uh are those going into the thing like does that is that are those clues to a puzzle i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out where the puzzle is here i don't know that this is a puzzle i think it's just delightful <laughs> well it rules uh jan Britton owen is the uh is the artist according to youtube nice hell yeah the album is Jan Britton Owen's second album. Thank you, YouTube. Man, what a good song. I like that it ends with Monsters Are Real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great song. I'm, that's that's going to be stuck really in my head. I'm going to be playing it low-key under uh -huh. the rest of this episode as we record. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Good website. Good video. Yeah, good video. So... Yeah, so I miss man, I miss being able to put a video on MySpace and have it autoplay. Damn. Uh yeah, we gotta bring back social media that lets you just autoplay like top volume music at someone visiting your page. Co-host, I got a I got a user request for you. <laughs> I think Tumblr still lets you have a music player, but it they like got rid of autoplay. <laughs> Cowardly. Cowards. <laughs> So Suni posted that video and she also posted uh more like details about the the host screening uh 
saying basically like, hey, here's the building that's going to be in in New York. It's going to be Monday night. You should come. Uh, it's the host. It's a good movie. Come watch it with me. <laughs> uh Derek also put up a blog entry and was like, hey, we're going to stand outside a taping of the Today Show to advertise Monster Hunter Club, and you should come and hang out at 5.45 in the morning. (laughs) So is Monster Hunter Club a, I guess it's a forum first that also has meetings on campus? Yes, that is what it seems like. But it's it's not it's not a student club. It's just that the person that started it is a student, and you can. And he was like, I, "Well, we're at school. I might as well grab a classroom. Yeah. We have this available to us." Okay. I do like that. This feels very realistic for like what would NYU students do to like get their club noticed. They would absolutely go to Rockefeller Plaza and stand outside, like the the taping of the Today Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> and, like, it's right there. Signs. You might as well. Yeah. And so he was like, "Yeah, hey, everybody, like, come down on Thursday at five forty-five in the morning, and we'll we'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> Which is asking a lot for a live event for an ARG. I feel like. It's yeah, five forty-five is is a lot for any event. Yes, but for an arg being like, "Hey, come to like the middle of New York City at five forty-five <laughs> in the morning." <laughs> uh, yeah, and from what I know about arg players, we're more likely to see five forty-five like as the end of our day than as the beginning uh-huh. of our day. So yep. I don't know how well this is going to work if we're going out in public then. Yeah. Amy also posted uh, to the body mod site uh, saying that she was convinced that John's disappearance was part of a larger conspiracy uh, because he was not the first body mod artist to drop off the face of the earth. Uh, But she could only find evidence for it being one guy a year. (laughs) (laughs) Which was like, maybe conspiracy, maybe just like regular guys going off the grid it 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 feels like it feels like the rate of body modders falling off the face of the earth like one a year seems like a reasonable rate for that to happen (laughs) uh matt also put up more of uh his grandfather's journals um players had started to speculate that Matt was in fact actually writing the journal entries himself. Okay. Um, because there was like a weird error where, uh, he uploaded like the sixth journal entry and it had a bunch of blank space at the bottom. And then when he uploaded the seventh entry, it was the same page, but, uh, it had like filled in with the seventh entry on the bottom. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, and then he like forgot to fix the thumbnail on the website, so you could see that it had originally been blank. Does does that sound like 
the character slipping or just like <laughs> a mistake by the game maker? I think it absolutely sounds like a GM mistake. Yeah, that, that sounds like something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say, please, nobody look. Please don't talk about this. <laughs> I think that's one of the benefits that we had when uh, running a game in the uh, this is not a game is dead era of arguing, which mm-hmm. is not a real thing, but I'm just saying that uh, where when we fucked up a puzzle, we could just be like, hey, Andrew fucked up a puzzle <laughs> instead of like, ah, Bowtie Nebula might not be all he's cracked up to be. Yeah, exactly. It seems he knows information that only the other NPC knows. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, ah, shit, I posted as the wrong character. <laughs> and we can just, and we can be like, hey, guys, don't look too closely at the way that we coded this thing. Um, please, <laughs> please don't examine my you. JavaScript. <laughs> it is not a real password field. It's just a thing that only type. If you look at the JavaScript, it says type in password to enter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it absolutely seems like uh, one of the people who was supposed to write and scan these kind of fucked up a little bit, and the players were like, a conspiracy. <laughs> you know I love, how I love, I love the, the urge to be like, a double conspiracy. Uh-huh. It's actually simpler than we've been thinking the whole time. <laughs> um... The so he scanned four more journal entries. The players were like, "Uh oh, maybe he's making the whole thing up because of this one tiny thing that we noticed." <laughs> uh, talking about how all of the doctors at uh, this lab, like their their work had ramped up. They were barely seeing each other because of how like overworked they were. Um. Doctors T and G were still uh, having tense relationships and uh, Dr. T had gotten approval to leave uh, in six months and was planning on leaving in six months. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little bit about uh, his son, John Jr., who was in sixth grade. Um, that's the dad that also died. (laughs) (laughs) Um, a cobra got loose in their lab. Sorry, a cobra? Yeah. You know how it is with cobras. Yeah. God. Uh, because they had, they had mice in their lab and and a cobra got in because of, like, tried to eat the mice, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> um and dr t got like upset and threw a teacher about like being in a lab without a proper airlock system that like snakes could get in um and got into a screaming match with dr g who had like grabbed the cobra and like destroyed it basically <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, he also had, like, a private meeting with, uh, Dr. G about Dr. T's attitude problem, uh, being like, hey, let's just give him some space, and, like, I appreciate that you're not getting stir-crazy in this, like, unair conditioned lab in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
and we all take uh, a minute to chill out here. Yeah, and Doctor G also talked about like this meeting place that he went to in upstate New York, um, where like these three doctors would like go and discuss their research. And gave John some photos of the lodge, which uh, John says, it was a bit odd. (laughs) 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 It felt like getting a present from a kindly grandfather. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, And he talks a little bit about how they are working on something called Agent Yellow, uh, which is like a thing, like a chemical that they're developing to, um, like dissipate the effects of Agent Orange, basically in Southeast Asia. Okay, well, good. Love, love Agent Orange. So I'm sure Agent Yellow is going to be great too. Yeah, you know, it's probably, yeah, <laughs> it's probably fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Amy decides that she is going to track down a guy that John met at a recent tattoo convention, uh, who John has mentioned in his previous emails. Um, And the players tried to, and was like, hey, like, I saw an email where John, like, mentioned this guy, but I deleted the email, so you guys find him for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I know that his username with, was Painted Soul, but like John mentioned him by a German name, and so the players like went to this like tattoo conventions website and looked at the guest book, but the guest book was broken, and so they were like, Oh no! Now what do we do? Uh, they googled like Painted Soul in German, and we're like, Well, that got <laughs> us nowhere. <laughs> I love and- that a, a chunk of this ARG is, can y'all help me try to get my ex back by doing stuff that is probably unrelated to yeah. cryptids? I don't care enough to do it myself. In fact, it'd probably be better for me if he doesn't come back. Uh, but also, she'd be happier if he did. So, like, could y'all look this up for me? <laughs> yeah. I'm so busy they- trying to get out of caring about cryptids, so... <laughs> So the players ended up emailing um, the tattoo website to be like, hey, your guest book is down. Can you fix it? <laughs> <laughs> so this was all January, like the week of January 24th um, through like February 1st-ish. February 1st, um, the players put their heads together on uh, some of the hints they had gotten from the forums, and we're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna solve these grid puzzles that we got because obviously, like that is the thing that like we have to work on right now that we have unsolved at the moment. Yeah, I didn't realize we hadn't solved those yet. G- yeah. Get on it, gang! <laughs> Come on, gang! They're just Sudoku. How hard can it be? <laughs> Um, And basically what they found out that, uh, basically they found out that each pair of numbers in the grid could be connected on one unbroken path. um, And you just had to kind of like twist 
all of the paths around each other in order okay. to like connect all of the numbers. And once you had the paths, you could see that uh, one of them had like intersected with a bunch of letters and had phrases that like spelled out phrases. Okay. Uh, and there was a, so each of the grids also had a dashed word at the bottom, like kind of a hangman game. Um, and from there, the theory was that like the phrase would give you the clue that you needed to come up with that word. Um, and then there was like a circled letter in that word, basically, and you would take this letter and then, like, the letters from all of the grids would spell something. It's a multi- it's, it's a complicated multi-step puzzle. <laughs> yeah, it's- it's a lot. Yeah, it's basically, like, you're doing a connect the dots, you're extracting a clue from the connect the dots, that tells you what, like, that is the clue to get a single word- and then, like, a single letter of that word is is marked as, like, something for you to take out. Okay. I I think I get it. Yeah. Neat. So, like, the first one, uh, the phrase that they got was Operation Rotation Yowie Quinkin Jimbra, uh, which they realized referred to a Australian Sasquatch, which is also known as the Yowie. Um, and so they were like, okay are like we know how many letters this is so it's either australian or sasquatch uh which like which means our first letter is either a t or a q but it's probably a t because q would be a bad letter to start a word with (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep uh grid two was unsolved three was unfound uh, for the clue was Water Lake, uh, and with the number of letters they had, they realized it was Loch Ness Monster. Uh, some of the some of the ones they like got the clue but didn't solve. They got like water video, uh, TV quiz, and we're like, well, we don't know what to do with that. <laughs> um, and so the only ones that they actually were able to solve for were uh, Australia, Loch Ness Monster, and Bigfoot. <laughs> so they had a 11-letter phrase, and they only had three wor- three uh, letters of the 11 so far. <laughs> Good work, team. Good work, team. Because either they, they couldn't solve the ones that they had, and like also three... I think three of the puzzles weren't like had not been found or received. That's the uh, the most frustrating part of an arc, mm-hmm. or like this this time frame. We were like, we're part way through a puzzle, but we are just stuck. But we think we have an idea, which is kind of worse than having no idea of how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Suni updated her MySpace blog uh, with the news from them going to the Today Show, uh, saying that um, Matt and Derek were kind of in a fight because Derek had been told that like he was not allowed to bring his uh, seven foot Bigfoot to the t- to the taping of the Today Show. 
so he just left. <laughs> Security wouldn't let them bring it in, so he just left and went to bed. <laughs> uh, but Matt and Sunyi, like went to the taping, and they were there the whole time with like a sign for... Uh, the Monster Hunter Club website, uh, and they kept calling Derek, but he was asleep and he didn't wake up. And then he uh tried to come and treat them to breakfast afterwards, but he found out that he had missed Suni's birthday and got into a huge fight with Matt on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Love it when the girls are fighting. Oh yeah. Uh, and he also found out that Amy was coming into the city to see him and suggested that she stay at his place while she was in town. Great move for your ex. We'll see yeah. how it goes, bud. Excellent. Good thinking, Derek. <laughs> uh, Matt Skin were journal entries, um, about John like traveling through Vietnam, um, talking to Dr. T who had discovered a secret about Dr. G and was, um, pretty ecstatic about it, but wouldn't tell him while anyone was around. Um, Matt also found a photo of doc that might have been of Dr. T's family, the Tinnermans, uh, which people were like, Oh, the Tin Man, is possibly Dr. T if his last name was Tinnerman. It's a great military code. Yeah. Uh, and so people started to speculate that Dr. T had gotten killed because he found out this uh, secret about Dr. G. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Matt's journal entries also were this time cropped. So no one could see that <laughs> they were just <laughs> writing the pages as they went. Which <laughs> is incredibly funny. God. Those GMs were like, oh damn, they got us. <laughs> uh Matt also posted a picture that was marked Overseeing Chase, uh, which was Operation Chase, which was a program that Loaded unwanted army materials on old ships, which were then scuttled at sea. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Luckily, that's not going to involve a giant monster at any time. Well, yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> they, did off, they did involve chemical weapons. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, Chase also stood for cut holes and sink them. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes military acronyms are a little bit funny. <laughs> yeah, love a good military acronym. Fubar yeah. is an old classic. <laughs> yeah. Um John said in the in the last bit of this entry, uh haven't had a chance all day to be alone with Dr. T, what with him catching Dr. G and me up on what we've missed, but I must admit I'm very curious as to what the heck he's talking about. Haven't seen him for a couple of hours, and I really like to hear the scoop before I go to bed, but I'm pretty exhausted. I'll give him about fifteen more minutes before I started on some shut eye. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love when a guy tells you that he has a big secret to share and then um just not elaborate and disappears uh-huh yep <laughs> <laughs> it's a real arg move yeah 
Soon Yi also explained to the players uh, that the reason Monster Hunter Club was advertised alongside the host uh, was because she talked to a Magnolia Pictures marketing guy (laughs) and mentioned Monster Hunter Club to him. Uh, and then he just started putting their website on stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I believe it. I think this is what happened. Yeah. Extremely funny way to explain that in universe, I gotta say. (laughs) It's it's truly one of those like, what do you want from me? Yeah. What What do you want me to say here? Like, the marketing team did it, dude. I don't know what to tell you. I do I have an answer for why the marketing team did it? Yes. Is it an answer that you're going to like? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> the marketing team did it because the people who write the arg gave them some money. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they did it because they're adver- this is this is them. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like this is this is them like doing the game. <laughs> yeah, they did it cuz they are the marketing team. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly one of those like, hey, we don't really need to sit you down and say, like, this is not a game, do we? Yeah. So you're going to have to let your you got to let yourself have a little bit of a blind spot. If this is a bunker that has a bunch of elaborate puzzles we have to solve to get out of a room, why is it in a shopping mall? <laughs> well, I need you to calm down. If you want to yeah. get into the escape room, you got to get into the escape room. But everyone suspend your disbelief a little bit (laughs) it's okay um they solved the grids after this they realized that um they needed to actually be using all of the letters instead of just like the one path that they had been using um and they needed to read down the list instead of sideways um which was why they had not, they had only gotten like partial words for some of them. Um, and they'd gotten really long strings for other ones. So they were able to solve the ones that they couldn't get. Uh, and not all of them were cryptids. Um, some of them were like locations where, um, cryptids has been spotted or like, famous like cryptozoologists uh but they were still missing three letters because uh there were three grids that hadn't been found yet um and so they were not able to uh see what it said i guess they really could have brute forced it huh (laughs) (laughs) i do i think that's easy to say when there's a uh I don't know when the solution's in front of us, but also the shack fur. I don't know. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, also, it does look kind of easy. Yeah. Cryptid Truth also posted a video called Captured Creature uh, of the body of this creature uh, they had been capturing on video. Um saying on the forums that uh, the creature they had been looking at had washed up dead. Um, And this is a video of the body. Uh, And this video had uh, four frames spliced into it um, that created a picture 
uh, said, it seems someone doesn't want people to know about these things. The person who gave me the pictures had his home burned down and several people have been confronted and threatened for trying to go down to the water area. It's not the government, it's something worse. I hope this last video doesn't endanger the person whose home I filmed it in. He has the only body I know of one of these fish, but the local people say there were more. I think he was going to bury it. I've heard rumors of other strange things like this. People have written to me because of my videos and pictures. I'm going to check one that is not too far away and let you know what I find. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like that Cryptid Truth uh, is like embedding secret messages in their cryptid videos. That's very fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I- I'm glad that we're starting to get a little bit of movement on it's it's kind of funny knowing that this is an arg about the host. It's kind of funny where one plot feels like it's directly like, hi, we're related to the movie The Host. Uh-huh. There's a strange creature in the bay. And the other ones are just like, I hope my ex still likes me. I hope I can find her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, the players got to find out more about Derek's fight with Matt and Soon Yi. Which was like they had a big public fight in a bookstore. (laughs) (laughs) On camera even. Hell yeah. Uh, Matt got mad at Derek for like saying that he had no money and then buying like an expensive book about cryptids. Well, that's cryptid money. It's different. (sighs) Yeah, it's it's his fucking cryptid budget. His cryptid club budget. (laughs) <laughs> can anyone help me budget this my family is dying yeah oh man uh and derek took Sunyi out to dinner for her uh belated birthday and gave her an iou birthday gift <laughs> uh Sunyi also told players that she would be giving away an autographed movie poster uh at the screening of the hosts that she was putting on. Neat. Yeah. Matt posted more uh, journal entries, which uh, John was saying, like, he had been suffering, like, sleep deprivation and, like, didn't know what day it was. It was, like, having trouble writing. Um, but he did get to sit down with Dr. T, uh, who is not dead yet, uh, because... <laughs> Dr. G went into town to check out some reports of a village boy who claimed to have been bitten by a dragon in the river. Oh, okay. Probably nothing. Yeah, probably nothing. We're probably safe. Yeah. Uh, Dr. T told John about uh, the secret, which was that Dr. G uh, had set up in a private lab that no one else was allowed into except security guards. Um, and had said when questioned about it that uh, it was none of anybody's business uh, what he was doing in there, which, uh, you know, probably normal, normal thing for a scientist to be doing. I I love how ARGs for kaiju movies, we saw this with uh, Cloverfield as well. I like how they're kind of perpetually locked in the first five minutes of a kaiju film yeah like (laughs) so true can't quite expand past there but we are constantly the water is just about to boil and we're just like dealing with characters doing other little things in the meantime 
Yeah. Um, and Dr. T had, like, gotten information out of one of the, like, lab cleaning ladies that uh, Dr. G had people in his lab uh, from other villages in the surrounding area. Mm. And that she had seen dead bodies covered in sheets in there. <laughs> okay. It's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're good. We're golden. Yeah, we're good. Uh, he also talks about uh, being awakened in the middle of the night by screams coming from the compound. Uh, the Dr. T insists were coming from the private lab. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the cleaning lady that Dr. T uh, had questioned disappeared for quote unquote and and uh, the security told him that she was quote unquote fired for stealing. Okay, definitely wasn't the uh, screaming coming from the compound though. Certainly wasn't her. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, Doctor T also woke John up at three o'clock in the morning to show him some proof uh, that he stole from Doctor G's personal quarters. Uh, which was just an Easter card and some bank books. Uh, and he said that he had found like a dozen bank books under different names from different banks. Uh, and that the, uh, the card was sent around the same time to Germany to Dr. G. Um, and Dr. G was like, wow, it's weird that this guy was in Germany in 1949 while also having bank accounts under multiple names in the u.s <laughs> it seems like maybe this guy might have been a nazi yeah you never know you know it's probably just a big coincidence yeah this is, it's probably don't worry about it yeah don't worry about it <laughs> kind of okay uh, he, this guy disappeared yeah kind of okay Amy also got a email from John's email address, uh, but she didn't believe it was from him because uh, it had a cryptic message saying that she would get more details soon on where John is and what he's doing. Okay. Uh, along with a YouTube video, or a video that she put on YouTube, uh, which this outline says, watch out if you don't like blood, and YouTube says... This video has been removed for violating YouTube's terms of service. <laughs> cool. Love to hear that. Uh, do we know what that video was? I don't know. There's no description of it in, uh, in the guide. Okay. Well, he's probably a-okay. Um, yeah, it says... just uh, got a big paper cut. Yeah, it says maybe John has been kidnapped and has coughed up his password so that the kidnappers can send out messages to freak out his girlfriend. Or maybe he's just sick of Amy and wants to screw with her to see what she does. Either way, I'm still not emotionally invested in finding him yet. I care much more about Dr. T's fate and that happened 40 years ago. <laughs> I, I'm i really curious how they're going to tie in. We we kidnap a body modder every year to do things to them somehow. I'm really curious where this is going. I'm also curious where this is going. Um, an, ARG, an ARG for a movie that has already released is interesting because you know the end result, which is the movie happens. Mm -hmm. 
And so you get to kind of play a guessing game with the ARG of how much of this is going to directly tie into a movie. And so how does a body modder going missing tie into there's a kaiju in the bay? That that opens up a whole world of possibilities. I'm so excited to find out. <laughs> yeah, I I I I truly have no idea where this plot is going and I'm fascinated by it. Same. So the players were uh were able to get a hold of uh this painted soul guy who Amy said might like have seen John at like a tattoo convention because they were like, okay, we know that his name in German is something. Why don't we try it as a Gmail address? <laughs> um, and they did. They got an auto response that said, I am away and will only be checking my email periodically from the time of the Berlin convention until early February. I will try and get back to you as soon as I can, but please be patient. Uh, and then shortly they started getting actual responses back uh, saying that Painted Soul had last seen John getting on a plane to New York City, uh, where John hoped to find the next part of the tale fate has written for him. Uh, he was hoping to meet up with a doctor uh, who would perform some body modifications on him. Hmm. Okay. Pretty cool coincidence that he was also going to New York City. <laughs> Very fascinating coincidence. Maybe... Maybe the secret Nazi is escaping by giving himself a bunch of tattoos to like disguise himself as just a dude. Doesn't doesn't really answer any of the open questions, but like, hey, it's and, a, it's a connection. And he's still alive from the 1960s. Well, he's he's body hopping from tattooed guy to tattooed guy because spirits are trapped in ink. I don't know if you know this, Mart. Okay, yeah, sure. That's how that tattoos makes sense. work. Uh huh. It's the RF. He's got Bluetooth and RFIDs implanted, which means that he can transmit himself through radio waves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've connected all the clues. You've really connected something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what what it is, but <laughs> the clues. Look, we're gonna get to episode four about this, and I'm gonna be vindicated. Oh my god! If he really is the the Nazi doctor, <laughs> I'm gonna shit. Derek got a mysterious envelope under his door uh, which had more grid puzzles oh goody we love those here Uh, with with instructions that said five per Um, and the players are like great what do we do with this Um, like are they standalone do we have to combine them up and like get phrases that way uh, and then Derek was like, hey, guys, good news. I got more grid puzzles under my door. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, great. Thanks, Derek. I'm done with this, Arg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, soon Yi uploaded a couple of vlogs. Uh, one was about some events that she had going on uh one of them was the screening of the host the other one was that she uh was going to be on the fangoria radio show which is awesome continue they continue to put this fictional character on actual things that exist <laughs> Uh, she also showed a video uh, of some footage that she 
had been filming for a school project uh, of her doing a walking tour of New York City. Uh, Players noticed that there was a guy in a green jacket that popped up uh, over and over again in the the video of her walking tour. Um, And they were like, hmm, interesting. Could just be a random guy, but maybe that's... Maybe they're following her. Okay. Um, she also, Sunyi also put up a audio blog, um, about how she was completely over the fight that Matt and Derek were having, uh, saying that Matt hadn't been posting to the Monster Hunter Club forum since the fight, uh, but he had been updating his own website, so clearly he was just mad at Derek. <laughs> Uh, she also shared a clip from the South Korean news about uh, the strange fish living in the river. Okay. I wonder yeah. how those are going to tie into the host. Yeah. Who who knows? Who, could, who knows? I don't know. I'm curious. <laughs> who could say? So now we, we are at February 9th. We've done the first week of February. Um... This is this has all been what two weeks now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How how uh, long did this one run? This ran January twenty fourth through, I think like March 9th ish. Okay. So like two months. Okay. Not even two months, like a month and change. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, Matt scanned another journal entry. Uh, from his grandfather saying uh, that they went on aerial recon flights to look at uh, areas that had been spread, that had been test sprayed with Agent Orange, um, said that uh, Dr. G said that he was glad to see firsthand the importance of what they were doing and that their work was desperately needed. Uh, and okay. that once they had landed back at the lab, uh, Dr. G made him go straight back to the lab and wanted him to completely reorganize all of the files with, like, some new color-coded system and, like, wouldn't let any of the assistants help and made him alpha- stay that. <laughs> need you to alphabetize these in German alphabet? <laughs> no reason. Just as it's a security thing, like... They'll never believe it, you know, like, oh, they, <laughs> we definitely won't think that. Yeah. Um, and kept him there until, like, well past midnight. Um, and the next morning, uh, Matt's grandfather John found a note from Dr. T that contained a secret message. Uh, and said, lately, he's taken to creating his own codes and hiding places due to his increasingly paranoid obsession with Dr. G. At first I found it amusing, but after this note and the strange way Dr. G acted yesterday, I'm not so sure what to think anymore. Um, I love any time an ARG character's like, so I've been getting into writing things in code lately. Yeah. <laughs> I just think making things puzzles for no reason is like kind of interesting. So I'm going to be doing that from here on out. Winky face. It'll be fun. <laughs> And uh, the player sound that the uh, the note had little dots on the top and bottom. And if you divided those dots into rows and like used a ruler to travel to like put a pencil through it vertically until you intersected a letter, um, 
you could decode it to say watch your back cool yeah love uh i love a code that you decode it's just a threat yeah or a warning Mm -hmm. well it's the same thing derek says that he was uh said on his blog that he was recording a new song um about the 1995 allegheny river incident okay uh amy had amy and derek had both gotten uh emails from painted soul the uh the german tattoo guy um and said who said that john's arm was healing nicely from i assume his pda implant that he had sure (laughs) sure it's i i think that wearable tech is a genre of technology that i'm surprised hasn't taken off more beyond like an apple watch Uh uh-huh but the idea of like doing that kind of technology going one step further and having it be just like embedded tech but also it being done in 2006 you've just got a pda embedded in your arm is really Mm -hmm. funny to me it's really good it's really good. Just like it's right before the explosion of like the iPhone into tablet computing into like all this stuff. And it's so funny if you got that done and then two years later, you're just like, oh, man, I, I damn it. Yeah. It's like being like, I finally embedded a DVD player in my butt. And you're just like, well, I got bad news. We use Blu-rays now. And you're just like, ah, oh, fuck. It's really good. I, I, I'm so fascinated by John. I hope he, I hope he doesn't get murdered. Um, <laughs> Sony got bumped from the Fangoria radio show, unfortunately, but two of the missing grids turned up in the mail. Uh, one of them was received by an ARG player whose apartment office did not tell him he got a package. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, had, them- we had a, a, a span of time with our last apartment where uh, our apartment complex uh, just pissed off the local post office to the oh, point no. that they would not deliver packages anymore. I uh, feel like I remember you talking about this on like a podcast minds episode. <laughs> yeah. So we had to like get I had to get everything delivered at work from then on. But I can't imagine having like trying to play an ARG and being like. I, I'm did did you send me a package because out of game my post office is fucking with my apartment right now so if you could send it to my work address that would have been better god uh, I, I had a casper mattress delivered to my office and I had to like carry it out put it in my car from an office building which was a little Holy miserable shit that sounds miserable yeah a little bit <laughs> <laughs> So so yeah, they they got two of the of the uh, three missing grids, um, and they weren't sure of, of the solve on uh, grid number three. It could have either been like three different things, uh, which would have given them an A, an O, or an I. Uh, okay. But they got for sure an A in the last one, so they knew that the last word was farm, probably. Uh, <laughs> and so they were like, uh oh. Uh, this first word is either like those, this, or these. (laughs) (laughs) 
but uh, they were also able to solve the five per grid, uh, and they realized that the instructions meant they had to use five letters per grid to spell out a phrase. Um, and so, like, the first grid puzzle that uh, Derek had gotten said, object made or shaped by man of historical importance. And the second one said, finding, regaining, or saving something formerly lost. Okay. And all of the grids uh, the players found, like, the paths they had taken through them formed the letters N-E. So maybe their thought was maybe if they got more of them, they would spell out a word in addition to giving them all of those phrases. Okay. Uh, Then the host greeting happened. Uh, Sunyi blogged about it. Uh, Apparently quite a number of people showed up to it, uh, including some people from uh, the Unforums who had been following the ARG. Uh, They got pictures with Sunyi and Matt. Um, they enjoyed the movie, apparently. <laughs> Derek was not there because he was picking Amy up for the airport. I I love that, like, we canonically watched the movie The Host and enjoyed it is, like, a, a note in the ARG. It's really good. Uh, and Sunyi was like, yeah, Derek wasn't there because he had to pick up his girlfriend. Uh, I saw a picture of her in like a drawer in his dorm room and she seems like kind of a weirdo and like I hope that she actually like needs his help and isn't trying to like steal him back or anything (laughs) um and was like so I like kind of made him a valentine's day card but I'm not sure if I want to like finish it or just like throw it in the trash (laughs) (laughs) poor Sunni Yeah. You deserve better. She really does. Uh, So Amy made it to New York. Uh, She is now staying in Derek and Matt's dorm room. uh, Sleeping in in Matt's bed, apparently. Um, She was questioning her reasons for being in New York and staying with Derek. Uh, She's paranoid that someone is, like, watching her. Um... And she is questioning, like, these tips that she's gotten on John. um, And, like, is like, something doesn't feel right. Like, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Uh, Matt scanned a couple new journal entries saying that Dr. T had gone to Bangkok. um, But he came back and uh, around, like, 4.30 in the morning... And, like, woke uh, John up and was, like, frantically whispering to him uh, and saying, I'm sorry, I don't know what to do. Look beneath your pillow when you wake up. Um, And then John woke up and, like, thought that it was possibly a dream because he'd been pulling, like, 16-hour shifts and, like, talked to a bunch of people. that They were like, no, like, we've seen Dr. T earlier, like, this morning, but, like, we haven't seen him since then. (laughs) (laughs) and he looked under his pillow and found an envelope with 11 torn pieces of paper in it uh and had been like trying to put these pieces of paper together but he couldn't make heads or tails of it i was like 
well, I'm just going to go to sleep and maybe I'll figure it out tomorrow. (laughs) In the night, some elves may come and tape them together (laughs) and fix my shoes while they're at it. And the players were able, so they got the like envelope with all the torn pieces of paper and they were able to put them back into like the original sheet that they'd been torn out from. Um, and they, the players realized that you had to actually not do that. Uh, you had to order the pieces from largest to smallest, huh. uh, and then list the letters on each piece as columns and then read down the columns. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Lots of grids in this arg. Lo- yeah. A lot of grids. A lot of grid puzzles. Uh, and the solve was the things he is doing. God help us all. Find my notes. I've left something to help you read them too. Huh. Which I think is a good place to leave off for now. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm excited Indeed. to see where this goes. I'm. I'm also excited. This is a good one. I think. I like all of these little. Uh, dangling story points. I'm curious where they're all going, and I'm curious. It's it's one of those. On one hand, I, I'm kind of like I wonder how they're all going to tie together, or if they'll tie together back to the movie, the host. On the other hand, we're looking at a giant fish in a lake, so like I feel like it's like one of them is very clearly. So I'm very curious where the rest are going to tie in. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I. It's interesting because, like, it seems pretty clear that, like, the 1960s narrative is, like, prequel stuff, like, setting up the plot of the movie, but then there's Uh also, like, present day stuff happening either during or after the plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah. But the movie also exists. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. The movie exists and already came out. We're not, like, setting up in the sense of, like... Yeah. We're prepping you to watch it. It's kind of, here's something kind of supplemental. It's, I don't know, it's an interesting space. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. Well, I am curious to see where this goes. Uh, But for now, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. So do you want to talk about any recommendations we have? Um, yeah. I don't know what my recommendation is this week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do the coward's recommendation. Um, I'm gonna recommend some content that's already on our network. Uh, I'm gonna recommend we have a, a YouTube channel. Uh, oh, yeah. That is uh, is it is it YouTube slash Moonshot Network? Is that something we've been able to lock down? Uh, it is YouTube.com slash at sign Moonshot Pods. Is what at it moonshot is. Moonshot Pods. Okay. Uh, while you are there, one thing that I would recommend you check out, we have all of our VODs from different streams. Um, and one of them that's been ongoing is our good friend Jay has been doing a uh, what they call a ditto percent run of Pokemon uh, Emerald Rogue. Uh, Pokemon Emerald Rogue is a roguelike ROM hack that someone made of Pokemon Emerald. Um, it is a, a very cool game if you like Rogue, if you like Pokemon and ROM and if you like Pokemon and roguelikes, uh, this is a it's it's just a perfect execution of that. Um, and Jay was lucky enough that one of the starter Pokemon options was a Ditto. 
So it's time for our ditto percent run, where we are trying to win the game with a ditto on the team. Uh, a fascinating copycat Pokemon trying to, to win it all. Um, Jay's a good streamer. Every time I watch them, I wish I was a better streamer. Um, <laughs> and you should check out their stream. Very entertaining, very fun, and uh, a good time with a bunch of cool Pokemon games. Hell yeah. I got to catch up on those. I the, the I I was so sad when they shifted their schedule to record on or to do it on Tuesdays because I was like that Jay that's Argonauts Day. <laughs> you can't do that to me, Jay. Also, also, yeah. What am I saying? They do it live every Tuesday, so you should watch that stream too at Twitch.tv/slash/MoonshotNetwork. Yeah. yeah, you guys aren't recording. <laughs> yeah, you're not recording Argonauts at all. Actually, if you are, you have to tell me. <laughs> Legally, you have to tell us, <laughs> or it's a trap. Or, or we'll send the Pinkertons after you. Marn, do you have <laughs> a recommendation Christ. for us? Uh, I will also take the Coward's recommendation and recommend something on this network. I don't think that I've recommended Dragon Ball Uber yet, or if I have, I'm doing it again. Go listen to Dragon Ball Uber. It's really good. Uh, I think it's like halfway out on its main feed right now. Uh, but also, if you become a patron, you can listen to the whole thing. Where can people find that, Marn? Uh, you can find it in the Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends feed, uh, which you can find by Googling Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends, or you can find it on the Moonshot website, moonshotpods.com. Uh, go to the podcast tab, and it is, it's there for you. Yeah, and, uh, and if you're a, uh, if you're a patron, the whole thing's on the Patreon for you. Go uh, go yeah. check that out. That's how I listen to it. And it's if you... Oh, go ahead. really good. It's really <laughs> good. Uh, Riley, Chris, and Jeff made their own season of Dragon Ball, and it rules. It made me want to go back and watch Dragon Ball Super, a show that I have not seen, um, but I still had enough context to enjoy the things that they did. And if that's not enough Dragon Ball content for you, we also have Kame House Party, an improv uh, Dragon Ball Z podcast that is a lot of fun. Yeah, you should check out really Aaron into- and Vince. We <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty three, the year of us getting deep into Dragon Ball. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch the abridged series. We'll see how that goes and how well oh, that God. holds up. Spoiler alert: it won't. <laughs> oh. I think yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say I'm gonna be real. That's my only recommendation because the only things I've been doing recently is uh, listening to Moonshot podcast and watching Fullmetal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> Marn will recommend Fullmetal Alchemist for the eighth week in a row. Uh, yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, we yeah. we finished it last night, so legally I can't, I can't recommend it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We finished it, and we're like, well, we can't watch any TV shows anymore. Like, that's it. It's the the best one. It's the best one. They did it. They they ended TV shows. That was it. Why did they keep making TV shows after Fumanakuma's Brotherhood? Yeah, I've been out here rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. You think I'm going to recommend those the same week that Marn recommends Full Metal Alchemist again? (laughs) No, they're nowhere near as good. <laughs> that should have been it. They just they just had to stop production on all the other TV shows after that. Every time Full Metal Alchemist isn't on the television screen, people should be asking, why aren't they making more Full Metal Alchemist? Like the 
legitimately, how do I fucking go back to watching, like, Succession after having mainlined all of Fulminok and his brotherhood? Kendall Roy doesn't know shit about transmutation. Literally. Why hasn't the Roy family teamed up to bring their father back? I think oh that's going to do it for us. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. We're riding out the ship on Twitter. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corp Survivors still, I- and I will be until they set shut the website down <laughs> and you can find us together at argonauts pod otherwise you can email us argonauts podcast at gmail.com and if you want to support the show and everything that we do here at moonshot you can do so by uh going to our patreon uh, that is looking for moonshot network on patreon or the argonauts patreon itself at patreon.com that's p-u-h-t-r-a-y-i-n.com so until next time uh i think that's gonna do it so well, that's args baby Man eating fly